0: You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall Editors of the Batuta Advocate On Desert Rock FM Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show, recording live here in the Diamantina, downtown Batuta. joined by myself, Clancy Overall, and of course, Errol Parker, editor at large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. Very excited for this interview. It's been a while, but we've made it happen. Yeah, they said we couldn't do it. In fact, today's guest said we couldn't do it, not even a week ago. (laughs) But we've, uh, we've come through the powers that be. We've gone above him. And today we're speaking to prominent children's author, James Tedesco, uh, we went through his publishers of his new book. Yeah, who are also our publishers. <laughs> yeah, we... the, the fix was in. He also plays a bit of rugby league. Thank you for joining us, Teddy.
1: Boys, hiya. Thanks for having me.
0: Well good thanks, mate. Look, it's um we're we're sitting here in front of uh your your new book you've released, Red vs. Blue, James Tedesco. Yeah. Um, uh, you previously released Trick Teddy. Yeah. A lot of people might not be aware, unless they've got kids, of course. About this other side to you, you know. Last Sunday, we see James Tedesco toweling up the proud people of Queensland on the football field at Suncorp. First time Queensland's ever been kept to zero on uh, in the cauldron. But meanwhile, there's this whole other side of James Tedesco. And how how long have you been kind of uh, eyeing off this this kind of uh, this career pivot?
1: Yeah, it was sort of over the last year or so, Macmillan the. Publishers sort of approached me and asked me if, if I was interested and, yeah, I thought it was a good fit. I mean, I've yeah, always had a pretty good connection with kids and it's sort of my story of growing up sort of out in country, out of Camden and playing footy, uh, sort of made into a, to a good story. So, yeah, made two books out of it so far and, yeah, who knows, could be more. But, uh, yeah, it's been a really good reaction and, and overall view of how they've been and kids have been loving them. So, yeah, it's been good.
0: So can you tell us how in, in between, you know, you've – You've won a couple of premierships in the NRL, Teddy. You know, obviously seen a couple of Origin victories. You've had a you know, a whole number of uh, praise and you obviously lived the life of a footballer. You've represented your father's Italy in the World Cup. How do you sit down? In the midst of all this, you're also housemates with Victor Radley. How in the hell <laughs> did you sit down to find the time to write a couple of children's books?
1: Well, I've moved, moved out of Victor's place, so that, <laughs> that, 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 that definitely helped. Well, um, last year, we were in the bubble last year. And, yeah, right. Um, last year, we were just pretty much just going to train and coming back home. So, honestly, there was a bit of time where I was just oh, had a bit of time at home just to, um, yeah, think about other things and, and, and have time to do other things. When really, when if it was a normal life, I'd sort of be out doing playing golf or, or socializing a fair bit. But because we... We really couldn't. I um, had, had a lot of time at home, so it was pretty it's pretty easy, to be honest. had a, yeah, had a t- time at home to sort of go over it and you know, sort of go over my childhood and reminisce a bit and yeah, work with the publishers on, on some stories, and yeah, it worked out really well.
0: So while most of the uh, developed world are locked down, men are discovering how to make sourdough, what we've learned is if you take the Beach Road Hotel and the Royal Sydney Golf Course away from James Tedesco, you get two
2: children's books. <laughs>
1: Well, Sydney, I haven't even been on there, but I don't know, that, was just, that is a that was part of my dreams to get on there one day. But
2: which is how we got him over a barrel. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Well, I'm actually a, I'm at doing in golf course. so Yeah, membership there hasn't, hasn't, hasn't got much of a run. <laughs> to the but, yeah, beach hotel. That, that was definitely a hotspot for myself and, and Victor as well. But that was a loss. Yeah, no, we just <laughs> using the time uh, that I could, I guess, to to make something worthwhile for the kids and family so I think yeah, getting a bit out of that and it's pretty cool to see you know the guy and my other uh, kid in my sort of unit block you know he was he, he was straight on it straight away first day he was there he was knocking on my door wanting a copy gave a signed copy then his, his dad was sending me photos of him reading it every night and stuff like that really yeah, it's really rewarding and I feel like you make a bit of
2: a difference. So Teddy what inspired you to begin this project of writing? Was there a day where you were just like fuck it and I'll open a Word document and go ham? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really. It was more just, I guess, my time in the NRL. Obviously, the connection with kids have been has been great, and I've, I've enjoyed you know, every moment whenever they're coming up asking for a, for a photo or an autograph. Yeah, it really means a lot. And I think it was just an idea sort of coming to me from the publishers, and they sort of threw the idea of of a childhood you know, memories that I had and turned that into a book, turning into a story that the kids could really relate to. And I think the, the messages, I guess, that were big for me was for kids to dream big and to chase their dreams. And I guess if kids can read that and relate to how it started for me to see a young kid playing footy out, out in his backyard and he's 250 acres building, building posts out in his backyard and had a dream to play, yeah, in the NRL one day, That they, those kids can relate to that and to see where I am today I think it, it's massive that, yeah, they can sort of see, see their idol and, and try to buy that one day. You, you talk
0: about, you know, chasing your dream, and it's um, quite often rugby league players or athletes in general say, you know, follow your dreams, and you kind of think, well, you know, that's all well for um, Usain Bolt to tell us to follow our dreams <laughs> as the fastest man on the planet. Yeah. But I, I look at this quote from your father, John Tedesco, I believe. Is that your old man's name? Yeah, that's Johnny. Yeah. He said, James couldn't even make the junior rep squad for West when he was 14. And from then on, he's always sort of scraped in. But once he makes those teams, he goes on to finish as the best player. I guess you saying following your dreams actually is quite authentic. And it actually it does come from an honest place. Um, how have you found that from being, you know, the, um, the fringe rep player out in southwest rural Sydney to being, you know... James Tedesco from the Sydney Roosters. Have you felt yeah. that? Have you felt that transition in the last ten
1: years? Yeah, my Dad oh, no. loves telling, telling telling those stories. To, to <laughs> Whoever I listen to, <laughs> I, I always found myself not too bad when I was a kid, but he sort of <laughs> takes me down a bit. <laughs> it
0: keeps you, it keeps but, um, you honest.
1: <laughs> there, yeah, there was times, I guess, during those ages where kids were were going through growth spurts and and getting a lot bigger than me, and I was sort of really small when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I didn't didn't hit my my uh, growth to about 17 so yeah there was that I, as a kid I was pretty fast and had a, a bit of skill but then as a, that 13 14 15 I sort of got overtaken a fair bit and then as yeah, dad said I was sort of struggling to make rep teams and yeah I was sort of scraping through but yeah I think just always had that hard work uh, mentality and yeah thanks to dad I was in the, I was in my backyard every, every afternoon sort of practicing my my footy skills I had 200 acres I had footy posts I had like a passing little circle, so he sort of made all those things for me to sort of work on my, my skills, and yeah, I just love sport, and I love love footy, so I always uh, wanted to, to do that as a, uh, to, to play in the NRL, and uh, I always had dreams of playing Origin and play for Australia, so I always had those dreams, but you know, I had to work really hard to sort of get to where I am at the moment, and, and even when, when I came into NRL I debuted, I sort of had a lot of injuries, and I sort of... I had a lot of setbacks and I was sort of just still had that hard working mentality to get back.
0: That was my next question, Teddy. You kind of uh, hit the ground in the NRL in, in West, um, you know, in a club that didn't make the finals your entire time there, and you were plagued by injuries. Was there ever a point where you were like, okay, maybe this teaching degree is the, uh, is the immediate thing to me?
2: Oh,
1: no, that was still that was still way way back. I didn't want to. I still had a lot of fire and mm-hmm. passion to to, to play in NRL successfully. And um, yeah, as I said, the start of my career was definitely a rocky road. I think I had yeah, pretty much four or five surgeries in three or four years when I started. And I was I never really had many injuries as a kid. I had none really. So when I sort of came into NRL, it was a bit of a shock having you know ACL, then broken kneecaps then uh, ankle surgery and. All these different things that was sort of a bit new to me, but yeah, I guess I guess a big thing was about that the the mental mental toughness that I've I feel like I've really built and really grown over the years, especially in the NRL. I think you need that. But yeah, just coming back from those tough times and overcoming those hurdles and, and becoming bigger and better and stronger from that.
2: Well on your way to the NRL, you almost ended up at the Dragons. Do you wake up every morning and thank your lucky stars that you didn't end up there? <laughs>
1: No, they were a good team back then. But um, that was, uh, yeah, I was, I was coming through twenties, and they sort of had a had a big offer for me. But I, you know, I hadn't really done much. I was only playing twenties, and I, I had all my friends at the Tigers at the time. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was at, at the Tigers. I thought that'd be my career. I'd stay there, had all my mates there. We we're all coming through together at the same time. It was gonna be, that was gonna be me. But yeah. so much, so many different things happen in, in our career. And I think. Yeah, the only one that's really still there is Brooksy and Nufa out of about ten of us that yeah, right they started all through the Tigers at the same time, and that's just uh, you never know. I was going go to get out of Canberra one stage as well. There was so many things that, that happened of, in, in talk of
0: Canberra. I mean, it yeah. could have been there in the premiership window, but you know, it was it. It all worked out well that the Sydney Roosters. You kind of, uh, I mean, I guess you kind of had a good little uh, glow up there. You you got to play yeah, with Sonny Bill, I guess, uh, when you first come over. Was that the <laughs>
1: Yeah, I found my feet, I guess, at the mm. Roosters affair. But I think a lot of it was down to Robbo and, and the coaching staff there and just the club in general. I mean, yeah, you look at the players that have, that were there at the time. It was, obviously, Cooper came at the same time as well. We had Boydo, Friendy, Orbo. Um, yeah, Sonny, Sonny came at one stage. So we had a lot of quality players there and and, and, the, and the whole club itself definitely, yeah, made me into the player I am and I yeah, can't thank the Roosters enough for that. And it's a pretty good place to live, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah, Bondi it sounds. I've heard it's nice. Seen you down there, I'm pretty
0: sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the grand final weekend we're always down. Probably won't be down this year uh, with the Bronx. No, know. no, no,
0: no, no. And actually, no Queensland teams will be taking us to uh, to Sydney this uh, this grand final weekend. But with the uh, you know you, you kept an education degree, trucking along. You finished that in 2016.
1: Mm, yeah, it t- took me about seven
0: years. Yeah, I mean that, that's still in terms of uh, part-time study. That, that's not that's not a bad turnaround. Was anyone in your ear for that, or is the NRL making sure you guys are also skilling up outside of um,
1: yeah outside of football? Oh, I started. Yeah, I started out of school. So I went from school. I was seventeen, so I st- still had. I was only playing twenties a year after that. I was only eighteen, so I had. a i was only part-time twenties oh, in the afternoon, so I could do a full year. of, of uni so I got that done and then the next year uh, I was straight in the first year, but I did make ACL so I could do another full semester of the degree and then I had about um, it was a three-year degree so then for the next five years I was sort of pretty much just doing one subject at a time and to be honest after the first two years and I was playing I was pretty pretty over it but you know I stuck to it and I was I was glad I could finally you know get a degree at the end of it but yeah it was more just on me I think I, when we finished school a lot of my mates did the same degree, and a um, lot of them went down to Wollongong. A few were in Sydney as well, but yeah, it was sort of what we wanted to do as PE teaching, and none of us are doing that now, but that was what we wanted to do yeah, when yeah. we finished school.
0: When it comes to this, um, I'm, I'm reading through your books, and I've, I've had a look and and it's quite interesting you kind of tell the story of rugby league from definitely a uh, a junior level where you've got old mate that works uh, spends the weekends in the family's Lebanese restaurant you've got you know you've got your own teddy story with nonna and then you've got the aboriginal pe teacher and you know it's a real southwest kind of sydney yarn how do you feel rugby league uh, kind of grabbed you as a kid you know cuz mm. that's the big thing that rugby league's well known for particularly in the western suburbs is the grassroots program you know you're a you're an Italian kid from Southwest Sydney in kind of rural Southwest Sydney you could have played soccer you could have played anything there was a big push by the AFL how did they catch you
1: yeah when I so i started soccer when I was about five I was my first year my mates were playing soccer and it's funny in the story so all my the four mates or five mates are having that story they're all real and they're my mates who I grew up with and I'm still pretty close with to today like we had a yeah we had the good diversity there and we all Ended up playing footy together, but um, yeah, I, I played soccer first, and then moved to footy. And I was like, I want to get footy, to go. So, all of our mates went and played footy together, and it just sort of like, built from there. That was the sport I loved when I was a kid. I loved watching it. I was a, I was a Roosters fan as well. Like, our same colours, uh, they'll be waffle kin and red, white, and blue. So I just sort of got yeah. drawn to the Roosters, and that was my team I supported. And yeah, it was just I don't know, that's just the love of the game. I just enjoyed it the most. I played, I played all sorts of sports and. When I was a kid, I played you know cricket, touch, played union. I think to 10s to 13s, I was playing league on Saturdays and then union on Sundays. So um, I was a pretty active kid and, and loved sport. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, just the enjoyment of playing footy with my mates was the thing I loved the most. I loved watching it on TV. And, yeah, that's where it all sort of started. Whenever we were at school, we'd play at lunchtime or recess. and Yeah, that just what all our mates wanted to do. We, wanted to, we loved footy and wanted to... Wanted to always play it, so yeah, I think that's just how we grew. I went to St. Greg's as well. Obviously, that was a big, big footy school, and um, you know, guys like Chris Lawrence when he we was seven, he was debuting for Tigers, and yeah, right. those was sort of guys you sort of look up to and think, oh, I, mean, I, wouldn't mind, you know, being that guy one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You did grow
0: up though, I guess, watching a dynasty forming in Queensland. Was you know the, the particularly uh, the pundits right now. In, in Fox Sports and Channel Nine and the Daily Telegraph, they've got this narrative that you know this uh, this new blue wash, this new uh, this new New South Wales blue, the baby blues, the Ferraris, they're the kids that grew up watching New South Wales get flogged every year, and and they and they wanted to to return pride to the blue jersey. Was that how it was? Is that how it was? Or you were you were, you were more interested in getting into the NRL? Or?
1: Oh, well, I remember, yeah, as a kid, like every year, um, you know, we'd. Be hoping for New South Wales to win. Even some of my mates would, would have turned to Queensland because they always they'd always win. And as a kid, you'd see the team always winning, and they just start supporting them. So that was that was the debate that went on. Sometimes when that when Origin came around, that some of our mates would just turn and go for Queensland because they'd always win. So we, <laughs> Freddie actually rolled that up. That's what that's what was happening. Kids were changing and going for Queensland just because they, they were used to them winning and wanted to go for the winning team so mm. um yeah Freddie yeah, he actually he brought that up in 2018 when we when we came in I think it was 11 debutants, and it was more just about yeah bringing a lot of pride back to New South Wales and getting everyone back behind us because the support was pretty low at the time and as I said yeah kids were just going for whoever was winning so uh, Freddie made it a, a big thing for us to, yeah, to get that pride back in the jersey and um, obviously, we won 18 and 19 last year was was disappointing, but yeah, there is a pretty special feeling about, about this team because there's so many good players and the way we've you know won the first two games. It's um, yeah, there's big things coming. I think
0: it's it's going to be an interesting uh, next couple of decades for rugby league because as we're seeing now the Rugby League is getting the best share of talent of, of young people coming through. You know, you get guys like Crichton and uh, Cameron Murray who mm. could have easily played uh, Wallabies, mm. you know, 10 years ago. E- even you, Teddy, I'm sure, you know, 10 years ago, the Wallabies would have been looking <laughs> for you, even though you uh, you went to a Rugby League school and you were kind of, you know, Whoa. just um, obsessed of,
1: with it. I think the, the, the pathway just for Rugby League is so so much better. I don't yeah. know. yeah. I don't know, like the rugby. I mean, there's so many great rugby schools. Even Joseph Sawali for us, he mm. was he playing for the rugby school. And then, yeah, I just think the pathway for the rugby league is just so much better. I don't know, I don't know who, who's you know why that is, but mm. well, I feel on the like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the union, I don't, I don't know what it just seems to be sort of fading yeah. away a bit. A lot of the talented yeah guys who are playing school school rugby are sort of getting touted by by the rugby league. Clubs, and I think that's okay because we want all the best players playing together and against each other. I think if we're gonna, we're gonna add new new teams as well. In the next, you know, five
2: five or so years, we want we want all the best talent against each other. Yeah, but they always kind of seem to end up at the Roosters. But like, um, <laughs> but uh, can you just give us like a little bit of an insight of what the culture's like there, I mean, Because it's always like, you know, they always seem to get their man, at the Roosters. Mm. And people yeah, se- people seem happy there as well when they get there.
1: Yeah. I think it's just how the whole whole club's run, I think, but all the people that are involved in the club there's no there's no egos there's no no butting heads everyone's just on that same path to be successful, and there's sort of no excuses for not being successful, so yeah, I feel like you know when once you when I, when I came to the club, everyone's just so welcome you get all the players everyone's it's hard to sort of describe cause it's a feeling and yeah. and you you definitely get that feeling when you' When you come into the club, we bring so many yeah, new players, new young guys in, especially this year. We brought know, Sammy Walks and Sawali who were 17 and 18 years old, but they've, they've come in and felt comfortable and, and played some great footy for us. So it's all about, yeah, just making sure everyone's on, on the same path and that same goal to, to, to be successful. And, you know, we work hard at training. And, yeah, it's just a, just a, just a good feeling.
0: T- Teddy, do you want to um, – I know, I know you're a nice guy, <laughs> but do you want to compare the culture you're feeling At the at the Sydney Roosters and have done since you arrived and won two premierships back to back, which I'm sure the the feelings that's always been love there. (laughs) Compare that to um, the club you started with in the shape of uh, West Tigers. What what was the feeling there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to compare. I don't want to compare. Yeah, Uh, I had my mates with me
0: that's all I'll say (laughs) at least I had my mates with me (laughs)
1: yeah it was good it was good fun that's all I'll
0: say now what does it feel like back to this new dynasty that you're all building in New South Wales which uh, you know it it hurts our feelings as proud Queenslanders but um, you know it's it's good to see when Origin's good rugby league's good and you know yada 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 yada. Um, that's as positive as I can get about the last couple uh, Origin (laughs) matches Tell us what it feels like to feel this kind of dynasty growing, because I kind of, I, there was a moment there where it was like Cleary, Tedesco, Dravojevic, and then Luttrell on the outside. Like no one's going to stop a try from being scored in that exact scenario. And I saw that quite a few times over the last uh, month. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel that coming through now? Like, because even when you look at your second strings, you're like, "All right, we've still got so much talent here." Yeah. And, and, and it is reminiscent of the, you know, the big three at Queensland mm. uh, with GI and all that talent that was getting around there. Thurston, yeah. what, what's it? Mm. What's it feeling like? What's the feeling in the camp now?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely confidence. I think, I think that confidence comes from just all those guys playing really good footy for their clubs, and then mm-hmm. and especially all the Panthers guys as well. I mean, they they I mean a lot of them and they're played Origin before they played one, a few few games but they bring that confidence in um, just from how good they've played at club level and everyone in our team is at the top of their game and it's, it's pretty cool to be amongst that because you just know if you do your job then everyone else is going to do theirs and it's going to all work pretty well but the big thing was probably just getting everyone connected and on the on the same page and it's, it showed, it. I mean we came into camp and we got really close in the first you know, week and a half and then went out and played like that so it's it's cool to be a part of I think yeah, as you said as well we've got so much depth as well that if someone goes down we can sort of bring in a guy who's also playing some really good footy yeah. so um, yeah, like you said the, the Queensland team in that era obviously across that team they're all full of champions and I think um, if we can keep this sort of group together by the time we all finished, then uh, it could be something similar to how Queensland built that
0: yeah no it's good football you're playing Teddy I will say that for sure now I want, I want to talk about this new world we're living in in the rugby league, where it's either a nail biter or it's a blowout. Um, mm. Obviously, uh, you've experienced both of them with the Sydney Roosters in the last couple rounds. Mm. Uh, mm. Wh- wh- how does it feel? D- do you remember playing? Do you remember football feeling like this before you were in the NRL, or is this a is this a wild new world you're yeah, living it's,
1: in? It's different. It's definitely different. I think. There's not much of that grind footy yeah. that we're used to. I think, and that was what sort of won us um, premierships in eighteen nineteen, where we just yeah. grinded out wins from our de- defence, really. And then, yeah, it's just it's just a bit different. The, the, the momentum shifts really quickly in these new rules and in these games, and that's really hard to to get back. And especially if there's a tin bin or, yeah, it's just not not free flowing as much as you know we're sort of used to. So. It's it's different. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but we've sort of yeah made some made some changes, and we keep trying to change it on the run. And sort of, I feel like it needs to be, you know, a long process of thinking about and, and and going along, comparing with our players what what's best and what's not. Whereas sort of there's just been changes on the run, and we're not really involved with them. I feel like the Roosters are the club that's going to be able
0: to learn these new rules and learn how to play them. Mm. It's a quite a, you know, as a club, you, you you know, the Roosters are well known for being able to adapt to whatever whatever's going on in the game. There will be the same clubs that just try and play that same old footy they always played and they'll get the same old results we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do yeah. feel like the Roosters um, are going to be able to uh, figure this out and you've got the coach. Yeah, there.
1: it's just it's just been a, obviously the injuries and, and, and the guys retiring. It's been a, it's been a pretty tough year for us, you know, and we can't use that as an excuse, obviously, but we haven't missed a lot of leaders. And obviously, um, you know, over the past year, we've had three guys retire. And they were Kiri, Lindsay with ACLs, and, you know, we've had a lot of young guys sort of come up, but Bradley's been suspended for the whole year, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will not change my style of tackle.
1: <laughs> we love you. I people. just hope, he, I just hope, he, hope he's... Just stays in the field for the rest of the year because we need him. But uh, yeah, we've, we've, we'll, we'll continue to work hard, and I know
2: we'll, we'll we'll have a good end to the year. Yeah, just as long as you don't have any more house parties <laughs> in the NRL. But um, actually, that's a costly costly yeah, house party. If that happened at the Roosters, you know, how do you think Trent would react? Like, would it just wouldn't be
1: pretty. No,
2: would you just you know? try It'd and move scary. up to the scary. titans or something you yeah. know, just, <laughs> <laughs> just to get away
1: yeah I, I don't know what how that would go down like, no. <laughs> nick, nick and robo probably in a room just nick and robo sitting there and just be <laughs>
0: yeah. you get a <laughs> smack <laughs> on the bomb yeah. um teddy i want to talk about playing for italy just quickly that, that's always a, a bit of fun when that comes around mm. in the nrl everyone gets to kind of represent their family uh you know their mm. ancestry and their heritage. What what's that like, and and is is that a completely different energy when you've got a team mostly of NRL players who've all got a an <laughs> yeah. honour, uh, and you've you've got this you know passionate European feel to your, your rugby rugby yeah, football? Yeah, it,
1: it was it was really cool actually. So I played at the thirteen at the World Cup and played at the seventeen as well for Italy, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. We had actually got like had to have four full Italians in our team, guys that had just played in Italy. Yeah. So they were in our squad, and half of them they could just speak Italian. They were broken English, but <laughs> <laughs> they were they they weren't they weren't the greatest. But was, it was great to have, have them around and you know, learn learn because I can't really speak that great Italian but mm-hmm. you know, learn love off guys like that and every night we it's funny we'd have dinners and we'd just have waters and they'd be complaining where's the red wine we need, we need some wine <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't eat with water I was like oh, no, we're going to play in two days I don't need red wine. <laughs> but um, no it was, it was really it was cool I mean my, my non was so proud just to, to see me I'm wearing the you know, the Italian jersey and singing the anthem. I mean, she, yeah, I think that was her proudest moment, and um, to see how yeah proud she was, but to represent, we actually yeah, we went all right. I mean, it's uh, 13, we went pretty well. 17, we, we weren't that great, but yeah. Minnie was leading us around. It was cool to play with him; one of the guys I sort of looked up to as a kid. So yeah, yeah it's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, Minaccello. Actually, there was a fair bit of talent, and there's a fair fair bit more Italian talent coming through yeah. too. Um, it should be mm. interesting whenever they decide to do the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, hopefully this year, but
0: who knows? Mm. It, it's, it certainly won't be as uh, well organised as the Olympics, and even that's not that well organised. So we'll see. <laughs> there'll be a, there'll be a rugby world cup soon enough. Um, yeah. Now, what's the plan? You reckon? It kind of looks like you've got some sort of kind of five year plan for after footy. Teddy, you've got, mm. you know, you've written two two kids books. They're illustrated mm. here by Heath McKenzie It's great. Mm. Um, you've actually got photos. I'm I'm gonna have to put these on Instagram. The photos of a young Tedesco. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're
1: uh, good throwbacks.
0: Though. Yeah, good throwbacks. I mean, prior to the book and just in general, what what was the plan? You you want to get into teaching or? Um, um, what
1: are you uh, thinking? No, I want to be still involved in, in footy somehow. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I enjoy sort of helping. Younger kids, even even the the young kids that have come through, enjoy sort of teaching them, especially about fullback and yeah, sort of coaching that sort of stuff. So I don't know if if coaching could be on the cards or yeah, something still involved in footy. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I haven't really gave it a a, a full think yet. But something around footy, I could see myself. Yeah, it's something with kids or teaching or coaching or something around those lines. But again, I'm not sure what that fully looks like. But see how we go.
0: And what's what's the go out there in in Camden? You're a couple hundred acres. Are you, are you from a, like a horse family? Is that is that nah, the go out there?
1: No, c- yeah, cat, cattle. So yeah, um, right. as mum mum grew up out there, dairy farmer. Her dad was dairy farmer, and then um, yeah, we moved out there and sort of built a house out there. And dad dad had flowers. We were selling, doing flowers for a bit there, so we'd sell them at the markets, and then sort of did beef cattle. Now we're sort of just yeah. Yeah, just runs cattle around there and beats them up and tells awesome. them. So that was some of my childhood, running around with with the cattle, yeah. r- rounding them muff. I wasn't very helpful, Dad would be <laughs> Dad would get very annoyed at me sometimes. Me just standing around how he did everything, but <laughs> I, was, I was more just the chaser, just yeah. go get yeah. it, and
2: run away. Well, having grown up on a dairy, have you ever broken a bone?
1: Uh no.
2: There you go. No, see, see. see? <laughs> if you're raised on milk, you don't break your bones. <laughs> How easy as that.
1: Well, the, 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 now I have though. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I'm Going up, but yeah, yeah. What, Well,
0: that's what you said. You didn't, didn't, didn't get any injuries until you, you started playing in the NRL. That, that's on that. Good. <laughs> I
1: did, I did, I did ride a red white into a barbed wire. Fence, so <sighs> I that's a shocker. <laughs> that would make you tougher. <laughs> well,
0: there you go. We've got you got you got Ado Carr and Whiten and, and Luttrell on their ringers. Western with their. <laughs> big with their big stets and hats and think the real cowboy in the in the blues side is actually like James the they Uh it
1: invite me invite me. I've got my horse.
0: <laughs> no, we'll send you some kit, mate. We'll send you some uh, Batuta outfitter's attire. You can you can rock that. Yeah, perfect.
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> well uh, you know there's, there's there's one more match in the uh, two thousand and twenty one State of Origin to come. Uh this is the game that Queensland will be playing in New South Wales, uh, providing that all goes ahead. So, I mean, things are looking good for you, Teddy. And you've got this young talent coming through with the Roosters. So, it should be, you've got some interesting football to come as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I think, yeah, this, this game three will be pretty cool. I'm hoping just uh, we can be in Sydney and all our friends and family can come. I know they've, no, mine haven't come to either of the first two games. And I don't know what's sort of, what's going to happen with this lockdown down here. But it'd be great to sort of, yeah, lift a shield in front of, uh, all the friends and family, and um, yeah, we want to make it three 0 obviously. So, mm-hmm. big, big job ahead, and uh, yeah, big, big end to the year for the Roosters as well. We've got a bit of a challenge ahead of us, but we're excited for that.
0: Well, all the best, you Teddy. We, um, you know, we're we're impressed. You're, you're, you're a published author, you're a you're a premiership winner, and you are looking pretty good for a for a three match blue wash in the Origin. So, um, thank you for joining us, mate. I know you're busy. And it's been great to yarn. We'll uh, we'll have to get thanks a schooner wish. at the beach road yeah. next time we're down.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it, boys. Schooner yeah. Schooner of water. boys. Schooner of water. Maybe a bit of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> a schooner of red. <laughs> <laughs> On us, Teddy. All right. Thanks, bye. mate. All right. Oh, thanks, boys. See ya. I'll see ya.